CNE Network. Negative. <laughs> yeah, we're we're negative. You dirty, dirty person in the basement. Still don't have it, <laughs> man. Knock on fucking wood, man. I'm gonna stay a COVID virgin. Yeah, yeah. So far, so good. Right. And I'm gonna stay up on that wood Look too. At this bubble. You know what we got going. Right. Hey, hey, cheers to that, my friend. <laughs> I don't mind clinking with yeah. you. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? Jared, how you doing? Doing, I think I said, fantastic. Yeah, you look doing good. fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Look well, too. Look yeah, thank you. you. Been traveling. Yeah. yeah. It's been a while because we've been traveling. There's been sickness. Yeah. And, you know, other shows happening and just in and out. Feels like it's been a minute. It feels like it's been a minute for just you and I sitting here. True. Now, we now- had a nice little run of guests there. We did, and thank you to all of those guests. They mm-hmm. killed it, did we? we? Like we pulled out the A team out of nowhere. It's like <laughs> a BA Baracus, an Amy, a Face Man, That's it. Uh, which leaves you and me being up with Hannibal and Murdoch. That sounds about right. I think we can do those interchangeably. Yeah, the Halloween costume we're going to work on in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you could be Mister T then. <laughs> I got enough problems. Do you think, okay, in all honesty, do you think it's too late to do a Bill Cosby picture pages impersonation? It's too, I, I say it's too soon. It's too soon. It's too soon. I think okay. you got to give it, you let that, maybe when he passes. Yeah. And then you get, then it's like. Okay. All know? right. All right. Well, you know. So you can't physically uh profit or enjoy get any enjoyment or any anything from it because he's dead who oh bill cosby when he's dead oh when he's the... dead okay okay yeah he's then, not dead yet yeah is it fucked up i was gonna i was about to be sad that he might have <laughs> it might have died and i didn't know it's complicated man it's, it's complicated. complicated do you know what you know what the doors are complicated jared yeah segway <laughs> um this is you going by on your segway this is this is <laughs> <laughs> standing up like some shitty superhero <laughs> this is uh this is what i think about um the doors why i thought it would be fun since you and i haven't been in here together just just us yeah. just we're, we're just having fun special and i think i don't think you have a a, a big reverence for this band <laughs> and uh and, but probably members i think he, i yeah. think you and i sit on the same page of uh you know i don't know we'll we'll get to whatever the page that is um <laughs> but i did watch the documentary i mean uh, the oliver stone well, movie had <laughs> <laughs> to find everyone who's you know our age and you know like mid 40s that that totally defined how we thought about that band. Yeah, it it, it did a lot of heavy lifting. For better lifting. or worse, a lot of yeah. Uh, I think they ended up looking much cooler than in, they <laughs> were in real life. Yeah, man. I think that movie did hell of a lot to mythologize them to guys of our generation. Do you know? I remember thinking when that movie came out, it was more about Jim Morrison than The Doors. Yeah, and I imagine there's three out of four members of that band that thought the same. They'll agree. And I think that's the that's the Bohemian Rhapsody side of it, you know, mm. with 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 the Queen movie. 
Um, it's hard. I think that's the uh, when a, when a Nevermind movie comes out. I think uh, <laughs> I think Dave Grohl is going to be like, hey, just by the way, I had another career after this movie. Yeah, um, he doesn't care. You know, and uh, there probably won't be a Foo Fighters movie. Mm. There may be a Grohl documentary, like. Uh, uh, yeah, they had a Foo Fighters documentary. Over the Knoll like with Grohl. Ten years ago or something like that. Um, yeah, or maybe not that long ago, but yeah, they had a full-on, you know. Who do you want to play back. you in the documentary of John, us? Uh, oh, is John Goodman's grandson alive? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Goodman? Yeah, Mark Goodman. Bill Todman production? Yeah. I don't know. In our, in, oh, wait a minute, no. Us in our 20s? Oh, she, that's... Yeah, we look about the same from yeah, uh, from our twenties yeah. to now. We're, we're still about, in our twenties. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, did, did you at any time? Did you like the Doors? I had a brief Doors phase, probably coinciding around the time of that movie. Um, but even like once I got into the albums, I realized there's like one or two songs that I like on these mm-hmm. albums, and they're to me they're like the epitome of like the greatest hits uh, CD yeah. band. And I think you could do that with the Doors. I think you get the Doors. Yes, yeah, exactly. I, I think you do it with James Taylor. I think you could do it with Billy Joel. You, oh, you, for you sure. know, you yeah. get you get the the greatest hits. Yeah. I, I'm going to say with uh, with also uh, you know obviously I'm a fan of some of those those uh, people I just mentioned, but um, Elton John. Mm. You get a greatest hits Elton John. That's... You're gonna you're gonna get most of the heavy. You're gonna get most of this work done. Yeah. Um. I think the doors fall into that category. They're Just, a one disker. I mean, Elton John's had like four greatest hits volumes. Yeah, yeah. and they're they're all probably better than the doors one disc. Yeah, limited <laughs> limited um, material. That's not to say. I mean, some of it. Is brilliant though. Like I think they have some songs that are just classics, unassailable. Yeah, like never. Mm-hmm. You know that only they could do that at that time. Kind of shit. That, I think um, you just nailed it. The, the what they did at that time. Right. This is uh, a, probably more than most bands really benefited off of the the time frame that they came up in. Mm-hmm. Um, were of the time, about the time. Yeah. And um, and they, they, you know, the greater than the sum of the parts. Uh, truly, truly. Which is which is fun. That's that's yeah. it's it's what I what I struggle with the Doors is. They're the epitome of what makes uh, musicians into a band, mm-hmm. and they're also what you think is ridiculous about a band. Slash yourself. In a band. Exactly. You see yes. yourself. Yeah. Which isn't that what poetry does That's, a little yeah. bit? God damn it! <laughs> damn you, Jim! You think I don't know the law? I mean, it's like they're a quintessential Los Angeles rock band. Sure. They're kind of like oh. You remember when uh, the Avengers were like, we got too much business for one coast, and they sent like Hawkeye and the Vision and Wanda over and said, you guys are the Avengers <laughs> West Coast? Yeah, they go hang out at the West Coast. That, Venice is getting shady. We're looking at uh, uh, maybe even, a, oh, definitely a more <laughs> successful, um, who's the guys from New York that, that uh, shit. BC Boys. No, the Velvet Underground. This is the Velvet Underground this is West the, Coast. Absolutely, <laughs> this is, is the Avengers West Coast to the Velvet Underground. Yeah, and I think a little bit uh, more better than the Velvet Underground. Probably, like yeah, but in some ways, no. Yeah, it's weird. It's they weird. both are better in ways that the other one lacks, and but they, they're kind of the same vibe. Could you say that it's strange? 
<laughs> it's definitely strange. Could you say that it's? A, I mean, we're, strange days. We're living in strange days right now, and and that's the album we're going to talk about. And this thing was released in September twenty fifth, nineteen sixty seven. What were you doing then? <sighs> Busy swimming around my dad's Bozak, right? Yeah. I was I was high fiving you from my dad's, <laughs> you know, same. I was a Bozak West Coast. Funny <laughs> enough, we don't we. <laughs> You were on the East Coast. I was in, I was in my uh, an egg. Part of me, anyway. Um, yeah, we say he's swimming around in the Bozak, but uh, also part of us was in the egg too. Half an ovum. Isn't that weird? It's so greater than the sum of the parts. Yes. It's going to be a theme here: birth, death, real life. Yeah, like it's the lyrics are going to kill me tonight. It, this is. I think <laughs> this is what I'm driven we're, insane by. We're going to have some fun. Let's just have some fun with this. <laughs> Um, the, it, it, from May to August in 1967, they recorded this in between in between tour breaks. So yeah. they, they're hot. Yeah, Doors' self-proclaimed first album, self-named first album, my favorite one they got, and it was a it was a big one. Yeah, it did what it was supposed to do. Rothschild, Mr. Morrison, <laughs> do you want to come down and make an album? Sure. Yeah. And we got the same crew together here on this one, right? Bruce Botnick, the engineer, right. Kind of cool, like they're working. Uh, what is it? Sunset Sound, the one exactly Van Halen would record in, Prince would record. Everybody who's a, built by with Walt Disney, by the way. Disney did this. Doing, they're making, uh, you know, making uh, Mickey sounds, making Mickey sounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't say she's crazy. I said she's fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that's very L.A. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I think you you nailed it. Uh, uh, pulling L.A., uh, they're kind of like inseparable. Yeah. Um, the, the band in L.A. and this uh, dirty beach scene. You feel um, yeah. the gritty beach scene. Maybe um, you, you want to see these dusky sunsets and uh, all this, all these fun one-liner poetry bits. I think it's more fun to do Benny acid. Goodman on, of poetry. <laughs> it's more fun to do acid on the West Coast, probably because of yeah. said dusky sunsets. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. That's maybe what they had going for them. Like their their version of that dark, druggy psychedelia always had that kind of pretty sunset in the background. Yeah, that hanging aura. And whereas like the Velvets is like you're in a shitty flop house. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, been it's dark. a shooting gallery. It's been dark for a while. For days. Yeah. It's a dead baby in the crib over there. <laughs> There's just fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah i think i think you nailed it yeah. i think i think it maybe it's also why some west coast uh hip-hop has the nice just <laughs> these nice little lyrical flows that feel like you're cruising a, a sunset can't get drive away from it. you can't get away from it it it, it works it in it makes it lyrical I, i'm i'm for it <laughs> <laughs> well let's see they got the uh the title track is up first opening with the title track strong Everybody, yeah, yeah it's a strong move uh what was that movie that was Strange Days with uh, oh, Juliet Ray Lewis Fiennes. and Ray Fiennes? But yeah. Juliet Lewis was in it though, right? I, I, so I some hope she was. reality drug shit. Angela Bassett was also in uh-huh. it. And um, it was about, uh, it was like a Will, William Gibson um, interpretation from from one of his novels. I don't think it was directly from was one of his novels, but it was the cyber future. It yeah. was the year 2000. Jacking in. Yeah. You know, it was a big thing. Yeah. Hackers and... Yeah, Jackers. had a tiny CD with lots of KBs on them. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see how prophetic your boy is here. <laughs> Call him my boy. Because you know you love him. 
This does not upset me. No, I'm down with this still. Sure, sounds like a baseline back there. They had a they had a session guy. They I did. won't pull up his name right now, but they they did have a bass player on this record sometimes. Yes, it, it, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> all the bass lines weren't played by Ray Manzarek, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with his left hand on a, a bass keyboard right. um, for recording purposes. I don't know if they toured with anybody that played uh, live bass. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Never and, got to see them live. And I gotta say, yeah, no <laughs> shit. But that would be a pretty good one. Now, if it's I had gig. if I had to time travel back in time, and I had to choose between Hendrix and The Doors, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hendrix. to Hendrix that night. But I, 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 at some point, I would like to see if with this time travel machine we keep talking about. Yeah, yeah. I'd, li- I'd like we to see go the on that doors. one night when he finally turned his face to the audience at the whiskey. Yeah, just open said, up, Jim. I want to fuck my mother. Let him in. Oh, there we go. There's there's the rock star. <laughs> Dude, you know what I did see in that in the film in the documentary by Oliver Stone um, <laughs> with uh, Gazzardi's, <laughs> oh. where where you know Van Halen came up playing yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that's a nice throw. Like that's just strip. And and you know, there's a lot of a lot of uh, crossovers that we keep seeing and we keep discovering in the podcast. And we've we've talked about the doors. We've talked around the doors. Mostly maybe. Jim. Yeah. Um, personally. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. That's my only accent. I mean, everyone else is pretty good. We got you said uh, Raymond Zarek. Yeah, Bobby Krieger. Yep. Playing the guitar, writing some songs as well. Yes. We're gonna hear one of his. He always got like a good single in. He was he's like the George Harrison of the group. Totally. Slip in this song, but by the way, it's gonna be a big hit. Yeah. And then we got John Densmore playing yeah. the drums. Yeah. And and what I've compared a lot of other drummers to is this this combination of band uh, members and all of them playing for the song. This mm-hmm. is what the Doors do really well is they service the song. Instead of uh, this is just my part and it works well, you know, yeah. um, not so much like a major league baseball team where the shortstop's good at what he does and the second baseman's good at what he does. Is they this is the bad news bears? They're good at playing together, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got Jim. <laughs> you know what that song though? I totally get that one confused with uh, the John Lennon song. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. Strange days, indeed. Most peculiar, Mama. Whoa! I always get that confused with this, which total different trips. That's almost like a Pink Floyd song. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sixty-seven is you know pretty. Yeah, close. Yeah, and 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 this one doesn't have a you know for for an opener. All toms. Yeah, doesn't have major crescendos. It's just this vibe. You know, psychedelic as fuck though. Yeah, it's kind of allowed back then. Nineteen sixty-seven. This is psychedelia is being defined. Yeah, it's being defined. This shit, you know, maybe there's a few other bands that are doing similar stuff like this. East and West Coast. Yeah. The Dead. Yeah. Definitely, Uh, that's another West Coast uh, advantage I think they have over the the Velvets. And not that this is a, you know, a horse race here. Yeah, sure. That's another thing they had going. Like the psychedelic scene on the West Coast was pretty happening. For sure. Yeah, it doesn't feel like on the East Coast this uh, psychedelia was ever validated. Yeah, it was like too, uh, you know, like good for too your leisurely. Soul. Yeah, <laughs> or too too enjoyable or yeah. something. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You didn't always end up crying or regretful, so it was like, oh, yeah, it's not good. Or if you were Midwest psychedelia now, look at the Stooges right around this time. And it's it's a whole different thing. It's, it's not peace and love. It's search and destroy. There's an earnest, there's an earnestness to that Midwest, uh, that Midwest take that both the the West Coast kind of fronts and the East Coast pretends they're not invested in. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's beautiful. You're lost, little girl. I only know this one because of the movie too. <laughs> Everything I know is because of Oliver Stone. Yeah, that's no keyboard. That's no. a that's a that's a pick. Okay, I gotta look at his name. Uh, his name's uh lost little girl. Your lost little girl. See, now these guys are coming off of listening to your lost. Tell me who. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Yes. And we're like, what the fuck? Just like everybody else. Yeah. You know, that record fucked the Beach Boys up. Yeah. It fucked the doors up. I think anyone, and they, they were, they're getting inside baseball, they're getting advanced copies, right? Like, totally. Um, I think the only one didn't fuck up was Jimi Hendrix. He's, he covered Sgt. Pepper like two days a- after it came out <laughs> with Paul cute. McCartney in the audience. <laughs> like, the fucking balls. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone doubts Jimmy's balls, but that's balls. Yeah. Dig. Paul. <laughs> um, hey, I just heard this song on Friday. Uh, it sounded pretty good. I think we could make it awesome, though. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, people are getting blown away by that that recording. These guys are That's on the, the same year and... we did Axis, uh, Bold as Love. This is the same year. Yeah, wow, it's a heavy year for rock and roll. Sixty-seven. I think that's when uh, I think I believe that's the the uh, that really big Monterey Pop Festival year too. Hmm. Speaking of Jimmy and the Who and all that. Yeah, which we're gonna see some familiar names in the when we get to the charts in the middle. I hope so. <laughs> Feels like there's good music. Some surprises too, as usual. Listen to Robbie go though. I talked over most of that, but that was actually really pretty. Yeah. He was doing some good shit there. Yeah, I, th- I think maybe that's also something that gets overshadowed is um, the really uh, proficient and beautiful playing by the other members than you know uh, in the shadow of uh, Jim. Right. You, you, it, they're easy to forget. It's easy to forget that they, this is super digestible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think only only Ray is like super uh, classically trained. Yeah. But uh, you know, Densmore was always trying to slip in jazz and bossa nova. Yeah, he's got he's, he's got his own he, motives. He is versed in those <laughs> in those kind of uh, Latin beats and stuff yeah. like that. Robbie was. It, I don't know. There's something a little bit. There's something. It's some kind of. Is this working? (laughs) Okay. Cash the check. Robbie's got a real distinct thing too, though, that I can't really put my finger on. But I talked over it. But it was is a bit of that, you know. Just yeah, not the flashiest. You know, he wasn't Jerry Garcia whipping out the. 
I th- you know what? The riffs and the, the licks and the. I think uh, Robbie is kind of like um, uh, uh, in the police. Oh, Andy Summers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, where, where you're like, hey, he's way better. That's pretty. He's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. It he's sounds good. simple, yeah. and uh, I'm having trouble trying to play that. Yeah, right. That proof is in that pudding. Plus, you just every, you know, you got to be a pretty strong personality to even like get noticed next to somebody like Jim Morrison. Whereas Ray kind of had that. Ray had a little bit of star quality to him. I think he's players kind of carry that with them. Yeah. Anybody who grows up and they're good at piano, they yeah. kind of have a little bit of like. It's a good foil for Jim. Like it, yeah. it's almost yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fuck, I was going to go off on something there. I don't know. I'm how just, I, get, I'm I can just only... getting lost into it. I'm getting, <laughs> getting lost into baritone. Because that's, that's where a it. lot of this... Uh, oh, front men. Yeah. Front people. Yeah. It's just, you can't say Jim's the best, but he, he he's always going to be in the conversation. Probably, yeah. if you had to do top 10, he's probably on the lower side, you know? Yeah, and I'm thinking like Axl Rose, Jim Morrison are kind of in the same area where you go like I like what they did. Mm-hmm. I can't listen to them all the time. Right. Um, Freddie Mercury, obviously number one. I think that's a, that's you know yeah. for front people. Now we could say David Bowie, but he's also his own he's artist, so it's, it's going to get blurry. Here. Yeah, and I'm not trying to do that, Jared. My top ten has like thirty people in it. So exactly, it's yeah. exactly. Um, where does Perry fit in? A- anyway, because I think there, there's some like kin- go and get in where he fit in. Yeah, some kindred spirits I think between Perry Farrell and, and Jim Morrison. There's as well. that. Yes, that's the lineage. He's yeah, he comes by it honestly. That's he's that band too. I mean, listen to the Toms on that first song. Yeah, and and that inf- I I feel like that influenced. Uh, I think I, I say she's beautiful. I know think that. She's beautiful. Else. And I hear what uh, uh, Perkins is doing in that a little bit. Yeah, I think I don't whether it's intentional or it really is just this LA thing, right? You know. Do you see any? Do you see any Chili Peppers in the Doors? Or do you see any Doors and Chili Peppers? I think they have it too, but in the in the more like uh, broad sense, I guess. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think who in L.A. They're kind of the prototype for like that Sunset Strip, yeah, Hollywood. Not just L.A., Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a very specific thing, Hollywood to L.A. Right. Um, as far as that goes, they are. Yeah, they're kind of the, making the mold that the rest of them are trying to fit it all the way down to Van Halen. All the you know, totally. Literally the same clubs. Yeah. Just 10 I'm, years later. I'm trying to think. It's a decade separating those two things. Really? That's it. You know, you know how short a decade is? God damn. Dude. Fuck. We've been doing this for longer than a decade. Yeah. Almost, None of us started Van Halen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so, you know, I guess it's not that strange. It's re- strange days. Yeah. What yeah. Do you do? Yeah. Why don't you... Uh, Spark up that doobie while we play Bobby's song, Love Me Two Times, written by from the perspective of a kid shipping off to Vietnam. And he's having maybe the last evening, at least for a while, with his uh, girl. It's true. 
that's a classic. Fuck you, Robbie. That's yeah. That one goes in the. We put that one in the vault with the good ones. That's for, full on <laughs> in the vault. <laughs> Third track, right? Yeah. Nice skipping along, man. Yeah. Great race playing in there. Sounds like a harpsichord. It's real like thin. Yeah, yeah. He he would play harpsichord like would. Yeah, I mean, especially on Robbie songs. I don't think you could get a pianist in a room with a harpsichord without them being like, "Can I record a song I gotta use, I gotta use I it for like, like, I harpsichord the fuck out of that thing right now." Um, so it's so signature. Yeah, I forgot about the lick. It's like you know, it's the first thing you hear. It's, and it's farty, like the yeah. bass. The bass uh, keyboards are farty. Guitar is kind of farty, but it's working. Something they have in common with Jimmy—a driving bass line. You know, this thing's kind of holding it all yeah. together. If you got that driving bass line, you can dance all all over that thing. Be it a bass player or raise left hand, yeah. there's always something driving it. He just he just harpsichorded the fuck out of that. He did. So what they were able to do with this album, um, and because of Sgt. Pepper, they had something in the studio now, an eight track. Mm. They could do eight tracks, unlimited. Basically, that's basically you can do anything you want. It's more it's, than they ever had before. It's more than almost anybody ever had before, <laughs> a, except for a, a year prior. They are on the forefront, and this shit is, uh, it, this is pumping. I think for, even Sgt. Pepper was done up on, like, chained four tracks. Yeah, they, where, where they just keep mixing yeah. down to two and yeah. mix down to two. Yeah. So this is, yeah, this is a one one giant leap for and, sound. And that's why we're going to see different instrumentation. We're going to see Moog uh, show up in, the, in yeah. here. Um, I don't know about a Mellotron. I don't think, I don't no, think they had the that. Mellotron. But the, that Moog, the use of that Moog... <laughs> The Moog use. That's uh, one of the first times a synthesizer gets recorded in ever. Yeah, and it's not Ray. Yeah, it's Jim, Jim, this son of a bitch, slid right in there. You just that's got to be a Jeopardy answer. <laughs> Who's the first? Who's one of the first guys to play a Moog on record? Uh, you start going Rick Wakeman. Uh, no, yeah, Jim Gary, Morrison. Gary Newman. He was drunk and had half a boner. Yeah. Those hits are nice, though. I mean, that that's all the way up to, like, Rage Against the Machine, like, at the end of... Yeah. <laughs> kink, 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 kink. That's just a good move. Absolutely. Those hits that... Bum, 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 bum. And they even extend it, you know, like, uh, a little bit through the song. Just, yeah, I mean, that's like a move. James Brown thing. When he, does, you know, hit yeah. it 23 times or whatever, you know, that... Bum, bum, mm-hmm. bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I do believe James Brown is influenced by this point on like anyone in rock and roll. In 1967, has to be influenced by James Brown. I think that's a I think that's a real solid call. It's, he's un, James Brown's undeniable, and uh, and that that kind of uh, ripple through the landscape is just boom. You nailed it. Good one. <laughs> Jim did not have the dance moves though. 
you know, unfortunately for him. Yeah, but what he had more uh, is that that sex appeal and that Chevy Chase pratfall. He was always he, doing. He always had a good pratfall and, <laughs> and stinky ass pants he's wearing. Well, you only think they're stinky because because uh, he looks stinky. Because he looks stinky. <laughs> <laughs> they look like leather pants aren't supposed to be that. You know, yeah, yeah. I did like I did like, like in, in, in the off. Oliver Stone documentary where, where he, at some point Val says, uh, you know, the, the the joke of it is is I'm actually I'm a clown that is yeah. considered this, but I'm actually a fucking a buffoon. What's that? Poet with the soul of a clown. Yeah, you know, it was good. Hey, some people say anything to get laid. Do you do you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, do you? Do you <laughs> I don't know. Really, that's just he he assumed a pose somewhere around uh college. Right. <laughs> yeah. And the uh stuck with it. You ever call, uh, come across in your life uh, some Morrison clones? Some, oh my god. Some kids who guys who just got got on it or in deep I'm, I'm cool, you just read Nietzsche. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Walking around with a soft cover oh, book rolled fuck. up in your back pocket, you yeah. dick. Yeah. <laughs> Oh really? Our shadow self, heavy boy, nice. Yeah, fuck. Some people never get out of that though. Like, you know? Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. And it's it's tempting. And and quite honestly, nice people. There was there was one in college, and I can't remember his name, but uh, we got along, talked a little bit. He was a good artist. But at one point, when he didn't put eyes in the self portrait, he said, "Well, I didn't think that eyes would be." A- you know, a good representation because they're the reflection of the blah, 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 blah. Uh, <laughs> this is what everybody else in the class heard. And we were like, ah, you just didn't want to paint eyes. <laughs> you pretentious <laughs> fuck. You didn't want to paint the eyes. I get it. Eyes are tough sometimes. Are hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, when shit, how old is he? How old is Jim Morrison right now? 25, 24. Yeah. You're stupid when you're 24. Well, we've, what we're seeing is these guys; these are forerunners, these are pioneers in a way. <laughs> they're 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 of a herd, but they're running kind of towards the front of the herd. Back. You never want to be there, Chris. You don't want to be there, Jared. That's why it's good. That's why we keep podcasting. <laughs> is we're waiting for this medium to really prove itself, and then we'll strike. Look at the loudest ice on the planet. Hang on. <laughs> The loudest ice. Dude, you can tell we haven't been in here in a minute. The ice is all one big Dude, clump. Half of that sunk the Titanic. I need a pick. <laughs> I need an ice pick. Dude, you want to? Can I tell you something though? Yeah. A few days ago, I'm playing pinball, listening to Dua Lipa's second album, Future yeah. Nostalgia. Good one. Killer. It was a crusher. Everything we said about it is absolutely the goddamn truth. And I, I, I was proud to be part of this number. <laughs> Early adopter. <laughs> it was a killer album. Uh, do yourselves a favor. Listen to that album at any time uh, if you want. If you want to jump up, um, yeah, you know. she's crisscrossing the globe as we speak. So you might, you know, catch her if you can. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. All right, all right. What? How much of Jim Morrison do you see in Dua Lipa? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Uh, I I don't see much. No. God, what? No. All right. I'm not even going to go there. They didn't have auto-tune in the 60s. And so just just by the simple fact that they did not have auto-tune in the 60s, like it, it's like pre-steroids baseball. Yeah. 
the stats just mean a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Like they really did that shit I'll, at least once. I f- for sure. And also, this isn't Herman's her, Herman's Hermits. You know, <laughs> you know, you gotta love the daughter. Oh I love the daughter. This guy. all of this music is relying on feel. Mm-hmm. It feels like you know. There's a couple um, couple tunes where okay, we can bang this out. We could do six, seven, eight takes in a day, and keep it fresh. But there's a few tracks that are solely dependent on how everybody is just vibing together. And that's yeah. why I think as a live band, it's pro- probably a good band to see. I think you're right. That's what was great about uh, The End. The song, The End. Sure, yeah. That is like the epitome of what you just said. That is That song is 99.9% vibe. Right. It's just a droning... I don't know how long is it 15 minutes 20 the whole album side I don't know yeah yeah and they, I mean, there's, how they it, felt that night there's a little bit of that uh, Zeppelin side to it which is this witchcraft and wizardry that's that's um, playing through the stadiums you had to be at the show to talk about the show and you went to that show and were blown away because there's some happening and it's only getting spread by word of mouth that's it you know, maybe Spin writes a, an article on it or, or, you know, somebody writes an article on it. Um, but that's even, a, a what, a week after the show happened? Yeah, it's not, you're not checking the Twitter feed for, you know. No. It's still in the middle of the set reactions to a show, you know. So with things dropping in on your doorstep, we, we there's a few world events that are going on around this time. There's a little bit of civil turmoil going on around at this time. Uh, and the doors are now starting to tour. And in the middle of this successful tour off of their first album, they take some time. It's like less than a year from their first album. They're they're recording and dropping their second album. They're yeah. on it, you know? Shit is good. 67 wasn't all the summer of love, man. It was, like you said, civil rights. Yeah. People getting... There's a lot of assassinations. I don't remember what years, but I know the late know. any count on like any time in the late sixties, folks were getting assassinated. Strange days, too. <laughs> Strange days. It's almost it, like, you know, it's like ah shit, you called it. Yeah. A bunch of assholes. Unfortunately. I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to call them a bunch of assholes. Just one. Unhappy girl. This is almost like uh, Got a lovely daughter (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking Even like uh, Sid Barrett era Pink Floyd Which I think is Totally Right around this time anyway too But yeah. But it's got a little flair. Yeah. Something's backwards. You're exactly the symbols? Right. The, the, the keyboard parts. Oh. Uh, Ray played them. They had they had Ray play them backwards uh, and then and then have it go forwards here. Sounded like something on the drum kit. That's trippy. Yeah. Because it's so rhythmic. Yes. 
And that's kind of it's a, crazy. It's it's like a, it's like there's a Doors syncopation. You could almost um, yeah. put that as an app on any kind of music filter. <laughs> Their feel. Like, oh little, God, don't put that in the universe because now we're gonna. <laughs> it's too late. It probably already exists. You can't do anything. Uh, but that's where we're going. Like, oh, uh, yeah, this track is lacking bang, a little bang, certain bang, 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 bang. something. Yeah. Oh yeah, well I didn't put the doors, uh, uh, the doors plug in on we it. Just gotta do, we gotta put a little bit. Just quantizes paper. everything into yeah. the doors. Uh, oh no, that's coming. <laughs> I know it is. Dude, maybe we'll invent it. I don't know. We'll save it. Let's not release this episode, uh, okay. lest we be put stolen the, from. Put it on the shelf with the pork fed shark. Episode. Pork fed shark's a good idea. <laughs> you know what's funny is the, the the longer we do this podcast, the more I'm sure we're probably gonna end up there. With the pork fed shark. With pork fed shark. We're gonna have a we're gonna be selling hot tubs and doors and, filters. And, yeah. <laughs> doors filters. We're just gonna have our hands in a in a in a number of arenas. Jesky with a sidecar. Jesky with a sidecar is one of the best ideas we've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> selling what we're doing is selling weed over Lake Washington. So yeah, selling joints during seafair on a on a ski do with a sidecar. With a sidecar. I mean, it's a little on the nose, but <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> do you know what, Jared? Huh? We we willed in Seahawk tickets. True. And we're like six years deep. True. Man. I wonder what we can make happen. I wonder what we can manifest next year. How about a quarterback? Yeah, that sounds good. Quarterback. We could we could use a fresh quarterback. <laughs> o line. Let's close this first side of the record out. And this is an album that is made with sides. This oh, is they definitely. were steeped in the sides right here. All about sides. So how are they going to end this? We've already we've already spun one up on the uh, we spun up from a lid on the uh, the back <laughs> of the album jacket. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's why. He, uh, Albums with real light covers, like Who's Next, were good for the contrast, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this one's, there's too much going on on this album cover. Wouldn't have been very good. In a low light situation. Yeah, yeah, you for know? sure. Yeah. yeah, no, this is, a, you, you still have to have the bedroom lights on when you're going to roll one up on this album. Come on. Horse Latitudes is how they end this. A little shorty. You know what they, the Horse Latitudes are? I don't. Let's, let's see if Jim covers it. Okay. that eight track at work right there yeah they're, they're having fun <laughs> in the studio so the wind sounds were made from uh when the still <laughs> sea conspires in armor have it on the post by chris bible and her sullen and aborted currents Breed tiny monsters. This bred tiny monsters in coffee houses across America doing <laughs> shitty poetry in this tone and cadence. <laughs> Are you saying he is the god godfather of spoken word? He's the god no, he's the straight up absentee father. He started <laughs> he fucking he did that shit. Listen to it. Worst latitudes to say. Paul Rubens did it best. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, she stole my heart and my cat. <laughs> Harriet. Yeah. Sweet Harriet. I'd rather listen to that. That's yeah, too much. Totally. That's too much. And I love, there's good spoken word poetry. There's very excellent sure. spoken word poetry. Yeah, yeah. I love going to see Smith, but when this guy gets up, I, I go to the bathroom. Because I heard <laughs> this. Sorry. Heard it before, man. I'm not, I pretend, uh, Dude, are you cutting it all the way out? How long? No, that was the song. That was it. That was it. That was Horse Latitudes. Yeah, that was Horse Latitudes. Uh, not my favorite out of the no. album so far. And apparently not the producers either. It's like a, uh, give a cutoff sign good. in a minute and a half. Admitting. <laughs> so good. Dude, the Horse Latitudes are a navigational term okay. for um, when you're, uh, it's it's the lower latitudes getting near the equator. Um, when uh, there's just no wind and yeah. uh, you're not going anywhere. And you start eating the horses on you board. You ain't moving, fat ass. <laughs> yeah. And you're eating the horses. You're That's why they got, call it. Oh, you got to eat the horses shit. on the boat. Horse latitudes. Huh. Some of them horses ain't hitting land again. Okay. What else is going on in 1967? Oh, shit. Here's the top 10 albums the week of September 24th, 1967, when this album entered the world. Engelbert Humberdink. Like... It's not like a smucker. It's yeah. a name like that. He's got to sing good. Yeah. Because he got some sideburns by this album cover anyway. <laughs> Release Me is the name of the album. Okay. Later ripped off by Eddie Vedder. Totally. Pearl Jam. Oh, grow sideburns. I'll stick it to that Engelbert mm. motherfucker. I can do it. It's a cover. <laughs> Surreal. Oh, Jefferson Airplane with Surrealistic Pillow. Okay. I don't Psychedel know. Psychedelia is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that tune, but I, I can smell it from here. <laughs> That's the album name. I don't know if they had a song. They might have had a song game. I don't know. What's your trouble, <laughs> man? <laughs> Not a big Jefferson head either, be it Starship or Airplane. Yeah. 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 I mean, White Rabbit's cool. Yeah. I think they got a couple cool tunes, but. Was Hypnotized one of theirs or was that? I don't know. We we may have to do a Fleetwood Mac Jefferson oh, Stars Airplane Doors. Maybe maybe there's some tie. Maybe we're gonna get into some psychedelia. Yeah. I don't know. Number eight, the Rascals with their album Groovin'. Mm. Groovin', you know it's Groovin' because there's no G. It's just an apostrophe there. Oh, classic. Oh man. By the way, Vans Vans are killing it right around Hell here. Yeah. Oh. They're keeping the apostrophe train rolling. The Temptations with a lot. Oh, apostrophe soul. Oh, a lot of soul. With a lot of soul. Okay. But that's like kind of Irish, and I feel like that's uh, cultural <laughs> appropriation a little bit. <laughs> but I'll allow it. Aretha Franklin at number six. Aretha arrives. Is and this one's first? still heading up. No, well, you would think, right, with a title like that? Yeah. I mean, it took her a while to get there. That's a bold name for a first for a first Aretha album. Aretha arrives. That could be that, that that timeline seems like it's Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an Aretha Franklin expert either, but me neither. Saw the movie. You did? Yeah. Did you get a movie? Uh yeah. What's her name? From American Idol. Angela Bassett. Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Excellent job. Yeah, that was pretty good. Right. A lot of performance in it. Like, you got Jennifer Hudson in your movie, you're going to make her sing, right? Yeah. They, they were smart and made they her did. sing a lot. So it's pretty good because of that. That's the bar that's set. Now, if you're going to do a, a you know, bioptic, <laughs> you, have to, you have to be able to sing the part. 
I think so. Joaquin ruined it. Val ruined it with Jim here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Rami Malek. But you know, what are you gonna do? You, know, you can't. You can't do nobody can that's, do Freddy. That's can't do Freddy. And also, I think uh, I think um, uh, Black Panther, <laughs> uh, Chadwick. Oh, when he did the James Brown. Movie. Yeah, which is I really enjoyed that. That's a good one. But he I, he didn't. I don't think yeah, he's saying that. You can't win them all. Yeah, yeah. Can't but do them all. The monkeys at number five with headquarters. A little psychedelic uh, speak right there. Yeah, they were getting in on the on the game. They they were hip. They they're were com- they were coming. on the strip. Monkeys. Mickey coming. Dolan's was partying at at fucking door shows. He probably like an original, you know, boy band that started yeah. being like, no, no, we're gonna be a band band. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to beetle it. The Rolling Stones at number four. Flowers. The, Flowers. Even the Stones are getting getting psychedelic. This, yeah. What the flower people say. Love <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you. Oh, look at this. Number three, we have The Doors with not this album, but their first album, which only just had come out not that long before. Yeah, it's, it's out on the trail. At number three. It's, it's, I mean, granted, it's on its way down, but it's still on the charts. When you when you release your album and your last one's still on the charts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You. And that's what these guys are doing right. They kept the they kept the um, producer, engineer, the same members. Let's just do yeah, A. Let's go A to B to there. C. Yeah. Number three, number two, Bobby Gentry with "Ode to Billy Joe." Hmm. Right. There's always got to be one of those on the trail. Yeah. People go, hmm, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's probably a good song. I mean, you know, it's number two, man. Rage Against the Machine did that shit too. Yeah, it must be a good album. Number one album of the week, September 24, 1967. The one everyone is getting all fucked up over, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band. Sure. And it was number one the week before that. And Peak Position is number one. It's been on the charts for 15 weeks at this point. And it's basically the best album that came out around that time. It's it's the shot across everybody's bow. Like, speaking of, we, yeah, we were kind of a boy band, but check out our psychedelic dick yeah Everyone we all like, have long haired mustaches now all of us psychedelic dick is so huge yeah it must uh, react this is John penis <laughs> gigantic uncircumcised Liverpool penis is coming think, right at you, do you th- I think they I think they're probably cut I think three out of four of them are cut <laughs> <laughs> Ringo yeah, I don't think he, I don't he is funny enough <laughs> that's the chart that was in 1967, there's a that's a lot of stuff, a lot of good stuff going on. I don't know if any of that translated into movies, but I do know that uh, the Valley of the Dolls came out. Oh shit! Yeah, I still never seen it. Me neither. Um, Is that the one Homeboy wrote? I think uh, so. Roger Ebert. Yeah, I think Ebert wrote it. That's funny to me. Um, one of my favorite movies ever. Of all time, if you ask, if you ask what my favorite movie would be, yeah, you you're probably not going to be wrong if you say Cool Hand Luke. Okay. Now most people are going to say Star Wars. They're going to be like, "Oh, Chris loves Star." <laughs> I do. I love Star Wars. Yeah. Favorite movie though? Cool Hand Luke, huh? I, it's it's you know yeah it's up there. I can't pick a favorite favorite, but Cool Hand Luke's right yeah, up yeah. there. And it's a it's a 
awesome movie. It's a sad story, and you probably shouldn't watch it because it'll make you feel bummed. <laughs> Camelot comes out. Oh shit! Um, you know, but not not. You know, I never saw that one. They were that talking a musical, right? It's a, yeah. It's I don't this know is '67. Who knows what's going on in movies this time? I, I honestly, I'm a little bit disjointed. Um, you know, uh, Hour of the Gun. You fucking gotta be some more cowboy movies on there. It, there's cowboy movies. Casino Royale comes oh, out. Oh shit, the goofy one, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the Graduate comes out. Oh shit, okay. Which is when the goofy one gets laid. Yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> original Stifler. Yeah, totally. Uh, the Beatles Magical Mystery Tour. They, they, they got their hand in a little bit of cinema. Um, you know, there's somebody Frank Sinatra's in a couple movies. There's, uh, you know, <laughs> Herbie Lovebug kind of stuff going on. Um, r- r- really, it, it's uh, it's maybe you're saying the films weren't as good as the music in 1967. Yeah, exactly. They're it's not hitting. Um, but again, uh, Cool Hand Luke. Just the idea that that came out around that time yeah. during this time. That one got me. I was like, "All right, that's pretty cool." Um, as far as uh, other things, there was there's a few things in um, um, the world events that were going on. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this v- Vietnam. Oh, Vietnam. Yeah. Um, there was uh, there's Operation Cedar Falls starts Vietnam wars going on. There's a whole mess of shit. Uh, also coming up in the polls ronald reagan gets inaugurated as a <laughs> governor, governor you know uh the nasa launches uh, luna orbiter three so we're fucking with space a little bit 67 yeah, the beginning of the space race it, it, the surveyor three probe gets thrown out there um, i don't believe in the no-win scenario exactly kirk i am i agree with him <laughs> and uh and uh you know Kobayashi Maru seems like it would have been a, a tough test, but once he cracked that, he probably—I imagine he was probably a dick going into that. He's probably like, obviously, mm, I'm not gonna have trouble with this one. Anyway, shit's going on. There's race wars. There's race wa- riots. There's the Vietnam protests going on. With it's, uh, it's, it's a real shit show going <laughs> going on in, in yeah. United States and, and world um, relations. That's what I that that's all. You tell me it's strange days. It's strange days, dude. Tell me it's we're strange looking at days. some strange days. Yeah, it was definitely in the air. Think about it. Like, there was another thing on YouTube. Something I was watching about all the records that were made around the riots in L.A. in '92. Like yeah, like while they're happening. And yeah, fucking like, right outside. Yeah, yeah. Ice T was uh, that the good one. Uh, Dirt. Hmm. Was recorded being recorded in L.A. during the it's like really? it just it totally rubs off on all of them. Dude, there's a Google list. Some Google list out yeah. there somewhere. Go ahead, check it out. Well, there's something to be said about friction and uh, you know creativity or I don't know forces of nature, whatnot. Yeah. Imagine, imagine if you were on an up and coming whatever, or if you had some juice behind you and there were riots happening several blocks away but you had your studio time and this is just some like the kind of the resolve of people is they're still gonna do their job yeah for the most part yeah they're gonna you're gonna show up as long as there's not too much traffic yeah yeah and so you get there and 
I was working in Capitol Hill two summers ago. Right. Like half a block from the chop. Yeah, from the chop. It was like, yeah, everyone's just going about their business. Just this deal. And you know, this it also in a way concerns me that that adaptivity that we're we're so good at is um you look around sometimes and you're like, I mean, I guess if, if the end was beginning, it'd look a little bit like this. <laughs> no doubt. You know, paying this for gas and, you know, oh, supply chains. Nah, you just can't have that now. I think it was Colin Jost had the joke last week on uh, on uh, Saturday Night Live, the, the, new, the, the news. Yeah, yeah. Weekend update? Uh, weekend update. Why does every headline sound like the beginning narration to a mad max movie right yeah yeah. <laughs> proud of water did. baby formula's gone baby formula's gone. <laughs> war uh, gas is a million yeah 116 bucks a barrel some shit like that yeah yeah that's that's actually that is the beginning of mad max 2 it is yeah yeah a lot of people think it's a nuclear war story and it's not it's a it's a fuel yeah, shortage that, that started the, uh choking everybody it was the third one before in between the second and the third they had a nuclear deal right uh i don't know if they ever said it was nuclear no maybe oh, it's mad with a little fallout yeah hey. Yeah, and they but there must yeah they and that weirdo in the yeah, diaper yeah. that played saxophone that's only a post nuclear thing that can only that's that the gas ain't gonna do that oh my gosh I can't believe you're talking about that <laughs> you think I don't know the law gas hey, shortage doesn't do that to a man no anyway fucking diaper saxophone playing motherfucker shit the, the, spoiler it's always strange days all the time yeah. How do they start off the second half? With a moonlight drive. Doesn't that sound nice? It does. That's more with his beats. According to the documentary by by Oliver Stone, by Oliver Stone, this is isn't this the one he sings to Ray on the beach when yeah. when he Ray decides you gotta be a singer, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've been writing some poems. So you know, are we to believe this goes? This is an older sort of at least the poem because that package right just took a left. It's a little Doctor Teeth. It's a little Muppet band <laughs> right here. For sure. By the Robbie's way, doing a little slide back there. I listened to a Dr. S- Dr. Teeth cut. There's not, they, they Can you picture a, that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good jam. It's a good jam, dude. They don't have too many songs, and it's unfortunate because I was like, I, I hope there's like three albums of Dr. Teeth. I knew there wasn't. I took Mayhem. Oh, that was the, songs, but, I remember that was Heavy Duty, man. Because uh, that was one of my, that's one of those first records that's like your record. You didn't buy it or whatever, but that was your record. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Parents yeah, bought it for you, but that yeah. was you would spin that. And that Doctor Teeth was like they might have been, they may as well have been the Grateful Dead to it. Oh fuck yeah! Three four year old me, dude. That's what everybody who was in Doctor Teeth was listening to. <laughs> those Muppets were high. 
That's all I know. So I can see most of their eyes. Janice. Janice on the guitar for sure. And I'm a... I'm a... Zoot skipped a groove again. Yep. No, oh, Zoot was Zoot was Zoot, on the, Zoot was on the horse. He was riding that pony. That Zoot was, was a chunky puppet. <laughs> Zoot was a sexy puppet. Do chunky puppet? You ever see chunky puppet open up for sweaty baby at the, <laughs> Dude, the, at the cow puppet. palace? <laughs> well, chunky puppet. Oh, chunky puppet. How did that not? Yeah, you couldn't say Muppet. You get sued, but you could be Junkie Puppet. That's yeah, a that's a good one. Dude, I'll tell you what, you were, you and I wanted to start a band called Junkie Puppet. I think we just did. We just, we're just gonna put out singles. That's it. Yeah. Release them all, only on like MySpace though. Yeah. Like keep it. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you gotta to go get deep, it, deep. Hmm. That's a moonlight drive, you know? Yeah, it's good. It was better when he sang it on the beach in the documentary. <laughs> <laughs> not bad lyrics on that one. I'm not going to I'm not gonna give him bad lyric grades on that one. Yeah, and the guy's good at writing lyrics. Like, he's not the worst. He's, right. not, the, he's not the best. There's A lot of his shit doesn't inspire me. I, I, you know, when I listen to it, um, I like Perry Farrell's lyrics, you know, something that I really dug when I was getting into mm -hmm. music and, and Jane's Addiction came across my bow. And I know that they're kind of kindred spirits. Um, sure. And, uh, but, but uh, you know, like like a tooth aching in a jawbone, you know, these kind of <laughs> like visceral, like, mm, yeah, I get that. I yeah. get that. I think Jim's doing that. And I think he's doing it of the time mm -hmm. of 67, you know. Yep. Moonlight Drive, like probably people didn't say that that much, you know. Right. Like that was like still like, you dude, LA is not developed, you know. <laughs> like the water is still like super clean and shit, and it's not a lot of people around. There's there's a scene, it's a scene yeah. developing. There's a movie scene and shit, but it's not like LA that any of us can ever think of being to <laughs> or remember. The LA any of us have ever visited. Yeah. Yeah. Shit was you want to be a star, don't you? <laughs> that guy wears tight pants. He's a rock star. Like that's yeah. it's, it's like it took that and a halfway decent voice. That's and you could be like, man, okay, we can make something out of this. We could do something here. Yeah, we could sell shit. We got this shit. And he, dude, he would be insufferable to work with today. It wouldn't fly. It would be like, what are you kidding me? Go, go away. There's a million of you. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye you don't even have any face tattoos yeah loser we could do you with an app <laughs> yeah matter of fact i got the pl doors plug in right here yeah oh, bye bye <laughs> bye jim oh well here's the other song i always remember this one's on the record because it's got strange in the title as well but people are strange yeah this is my entry into the doors when <laughs> i when i when i really thought hey, i like where they're coming from yeah, and this is another one that's kind of a signature groove, a signature doors. This would be a, a, one of the settings on the app. Yeah, uh, is is the, the the people are strange vibe. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked. When you're Garden unwanted, streets lie uneven when you're down, when you're strange, faces come out. 
That's a, that's a pretty awesome guitar part from Robbie there. Yeah. And it's just so naked with the vocals like that. Totally. Love that. And these little whips <laughs> when they do the hard stops. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's Everybody's playing the song. It's cabaret. Yeah. Boy, yeah, they'd get into that a little deeper with the, you know, there was a, you know show me the way to the next whiskey bar. It, mm-hmm. that, yeah. was, that was a thing they would do. Yeah. It was they, a color they had on their palette. Almost all of this run, if you played two bars from it, you'd still know it was from this fucking Absolutely. song. Absolutely. Great guitar solo. Not the shredness. No. You believed every note. Yeah. For sure. Everybody gets a solo. Take it, Ray. <laughs> he's got, he's got his other one in the left ear. This is what eight tracks will get you right here. Right. Got multiple rays. You, with this, it, it's like a four-camera sitcom. You can do one <laughs> take and get a whole bunch of angles. All kinds of coverage. We got, we got double Jim. You know, you can see where those extra tracks went, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's one of my favorites on the record too. And it's super clean. It's 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 real tidy, uh, and and that one spoke to me immediately yeah. when you know because I think I I must have heard uh, you know Riders on the Storm at that <laughs> you know by the time I've heard yeah, you yeah. know it's probably the first thing I heard of the Doors. Huh. Well, that's a good um, intro. That kind of yeah. sums it up. Yeah, and, and you're like, all right, neat. It's it's rain it's a vibe. To, ride, to riders, man. Um, and when uh, when I heard this, and I was like, that's that's the same band. Yeah, we're talking maybe eighth grade or something. Yeah. I don't know how how early this is. But again, the doors um, warranted buying. Okay, if I'm going to buy something, I'm just going to buy their best ofs. Yeah. It was a two CD <laughs> best ofs, and it was like, we're good here. Yeah, I got it all, and that's basically most of their music anyway. It's like you know, it's fifty percent of their music. Is yeah, they only got like CD. four or five. Oh, you know, I, they did a couple after Jim. Did they? I have one of them on on violin here. <laughs> the oars. Uh, it was called the. Uh, it was called other voices. Huh. On the nose. Yeah. There was also a song on there enti- uh, entitled, <laughs> uh, titled, I'm horny, comma, I'm stoned. Mm. Who hasn't felt that way? Yeah. You know? Okay. Good tune, is it? <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah. Uh. So good, I probably haven't spun it in 15 years. Yeah. It's It's hard, man, trying to. They, you know, they didn't go out and try to find a new gym, so I give them that, you know. Sure. It's also kind of unprecedented for that time. Yeah. When when Jim Morrison died, nobody knew that rock bands could be popular for more than five years. (laughs) Nobody knew that rock and roll could be more popular for more than a decade or so. I, I remember when Kiss started coming back, and it felt like they were the first, some of the first bands to have... A somewhat of a resurrection 
Right. What? And then you realize, well, no, Aerosmith has been playing for, they still doing show. Oh my God, they got another album and his daughter's hot. people doing? They're yeah. like 45. Yeah. Gross. What? <laughs> Give it up. But that album kind of slaps. Right. And then uh, you realize, okay, there's no, there's no ceiling to it. And then Bowie makes an album about how he's going to die bef- right before he dies and realizes he just he summed it up for everybody. There's no yeah. point in any effort anymore. Sky's the limit. I just saw a 79-year-old Paul McCartney last month. And he was he, good. He was great. So, you know? Yeah. There's, there's no retirement age. No. Not for me, anyway. Well, for Jim, Janice, and, and Jimmy, it was 27. You know, that's a 27 popular... 27 uh, is the age. The Musicians Union, you can retire in 27. Yeah. There's a certain... Oh, oh uh, Kurt, too, right? Yeah. He does it. 27. It happens. Let's play the eighth track here. My Eyes Have Seen You. Good one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, just kind of letting that one roll. My eyes have seen you. Well, congratulations, motherfucker. That's how mine work, too. That's a, that's how it all yeah. works. Like that pictures of me younger. <laughs> yes, they all are. <laughs> Thank you, Mitch Hedberg. Robbie over in my left ear. Yeah, yeah, it's where he just sits. Yeah, on stage and in the in the mix too. It's a good album cut, like deep album cut right here though. It's it's, it's definitely in that psychedelic as shit. There's a groove there too though. There is very propulsive. Yeah. I think this is uh, another live bass too. Yeah, because I for that intro. I can't see Ray pulling off while he's he's hammering that right hand. Not that he's not talented enough. It's just is they're playing together nicely. Was he one of the first cool guys to have like multiple playing multiple keyboards at once? Like before all the prog guys had like six of them. Yeah. Before Rick Wakeman had walls of key- keyboards. There were people who were in the audience going like. Where's the bassist? <laughs> and then a few musicians were like, he's that guy. That fucking guy. We should start a band. Well, here we go. Now we actually decided to show up and start singing. Yeah. He's going for it. Yeah. This is not the... Uh, Latter years, come on, come on, come on, no, touch me. <laughs> is it the Rod Burgundy? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, he's still, there's still a little piss in that vinegar. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, the, you know, with with all the fun that we can have, is there was a reason that they did well. They were a good <laughs> live band for the most part, and yeah. they, it seemed like that one would be a good one live. Yeah, yeah. God, can we take you big, get that time machine? Those big, uh, you know, uh, major chords that, that, that he's hammering out on the piano, keyboards. That'd be great. Heavy duty. All right, two and a half minutes. I mean, the the what's the well, okay, so the, we're building up to that final track. Yeah, I mean, this <laughs> that's is long, sweet, but this is but... this is a, a series of very short songs in one very long one. Yeah, which kind of like what they did on the first album. Yeah, uh, so keeping the formula. But um, before we get to the real long one, we have <laughs> I can't see your face in my mind. My <laughs> we go from my eyes, my eyes have seen, seen you, you to I can't see your face in my mind, which has to be terrifying if you're in the middle of a trip and you realize you. You can't see somebody's face in your mind. I feel like that happened to you looking at me at some point. <laughs> some point tonight? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. I think the first time you thought in your head, like, Yo, why don't you quit it? <laughs> you knock it off. Yeah, yeah. We're having a psychedelic, evening, a psychedelic evening that night. It was enjoyable. Uh, let's see. Uh, we think about it. I can't see your face in my mind. This is the 2017 remaster, too, can I say? Okay. So this is this is... Cream of the crop. This is Top of the Pops. Bam. Problematic. (laughs) Actually, that kind of. I can't. You ever hear Dinner with Dolores by Prince of of, uh, Chaos and Disorder? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. kind of. His little guitar intro look kind of. It's kind of. More than a passing resemblance to what Robbie's doing there. Okay. It's treated somehow. Is it? Could be a Leslie or. Here's oh, the deep Who cut. brought the marimbas to the party? Totally. Mar- marimbas are, yeah. are called out on and this that's album. That's Densmore doing it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, dude. I love it when the, the drummers get to make melodies. Yeah. Yeah. More backwards. You they took that Sergeant Please Pepper shit serious. They did. They were paying attention. Or more, probably more importantly, Paul Rothschild was paying attention. Yeah, everybody, every producer probably. We talk about all the musicians that tripped out. How many engineers and producers had to sit up straight? They go, ah, fuck, fuck. How'd they That's do what that? we do now. And what they do? With? They fly now. Yeah, they fly now. <laughs> fuck. Yeah, fuck is right. That's what they're all saying collectively. Fuck. Yeah, and this this is this is going to take a lot of cocaine. This is going to hence the seventies. It's going to take a bunch of cocaine. <laughs> um, but God bless them, they did it. Yeah, and and. This album feels inspired by, but isn't trying to um, to be, uh, you know, Sergeant Pepper. Like that, no. Sergeant Pepper is so thick. Yeah, and they don't have a McCartney in this band. No, and it, and and I imagine every producer was like, well, okay, so that's unachievable, but we can be influenced by <laughs> Take that. A little bit of this, a yeah. little bit of that. Yeah, let's throw a little something on, a little something extra, maybe two tracks extra. Put that shit backwards. Yeah, that's, yeah. Everyone can dig that. You can <laughs> flip the tape. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This feels like being in LA. 
Like hidden Walking. up in the hills, yeah. You know, okay, deep okay. in the hills where it's actually shady because there's so much hills. Well, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I want to know when you say like L.A. I think we we got to get this clear because you and I haven't trolled through L.A. together. No. So we don't. I don't have a reference when you're when you're saying this is like L.A. I want to know. This feels like being in one of the canyons or something, in like one of those. If you start driving up above Hollywood and into the the hill, the hot. The Hollywood Go Hills. The Hollywood Hills. Yeah. Some of those ravines and canyons where it's like, it gets okay. cozy and like... Uh, okay. Where are you going to? Are you just driving? Yeah. Okay. You know, but then on a moonlight drive. Okay. On a musical journey. This feels this feels dusk. Doesn't feel moonlight yet. No. But yeah. No, not... Well, those wanna, dusky sunsets they, you brought up earlier. It's totally, man. And and the mo- mostly I want to get on the same page because I know at some point we're going to go to L.A. and we're going to we're gonna rent a car. We're going to drive around for a little bit. <laughs> and and we'll, we'll, have, we'll, we'll have a common language of, uh, this is like that night in L.A. Right. But when I think of, okay, this is like L.A., I, I almost immediately go to like walking. You know, like walking Nobody somewhere. Walks in I, LA. Exactly, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm not good at this. Um, you know, the boardwalk or or some I don't know some sticky alley beach. or something like that. A beach fight. You're a surfer, of exactly. course. You can gravitate to I, the. I see. Yeah, yeah, I don't see the inland so yeah. much. You know, I feel you, man. I don't. I don't have. I don't have investments in the valley like you do. No, nobody does. What? The valley? No, that's all, just make porn down there. So in a way, we all have an investment in the valley. <laughs> Here's the very long song. Almost 11 minutes, 10 minutes, 56 seconds. Really? Really? Yeah. Okay, guys. What are we going to sing about on this one? Called When the Music's Over. You know. Mm. Okay, you want to end a record? What are you going to call it? Yeah. This Nailed is the end. It. Yeah, right. Okay, so they're coming off the end, and when the like, oh God, I gotta check these other records, see if they got super literal song titles for the last song, right? Closing track, the I end think of is the LA Woman, it. We're Breaking Up. <laughs> yeah, all right. Only one way to see find LA out. Woman that makes me think of driving through LA, kind of like coked out, streamlined, like trailer lights, you know, because that's like what that. that Billy Idol video looked like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, it's, everything I know is I've seen on TV or something. That's basically most of my knowledge. <clears throat> Just like that, with a little more Scientology. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, we gotta go. We gotta. We'll figure this out. We'll figure out when we're gonna go. We'll sk- we'll we'll do the Scientology thing. Like we'll scam it like it's a like it's a timeshare or some shit. Okay. <laughs> we'll sit in a couple meetings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Take it in. Be like, I think you'd be good at this. I know. Yeah. I think you'd be good at this. Yeah, and we'll just more pump th- each other yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah, way more Thetans. <laughs> Listen, we want to do the e-meters, but we got to be in the same room together. Yeah. And we want to hold hands, but then also hold on to the cans. Yeah. They got to let us. They got to let us. Hey, if you want one, if we Package come one, deal. we come all. Oh, God, that's QAnon. Yeah. Look out. Is it? Yeah. Scientology, QAnon. It's a fine line. Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Oh, fuck you. Here we go. I hope there's enough song to talk over. I think we'll find room. I like a good stumble in. This this song's got a great stumble in. Let's enjoy it. 
John? Hold on. Mm. Yeah, he did the right thing, though. He did the he right, did the right thing, thing. You for the caught, song. He caught you looking. You got dry gulched. That's he the, didn't. Right. <laughs> and that is an indication of a live take yeah. that everything else worked out well, so we're sticking with that, John. That's pretty good. Hats off, John. Hats off, nice John. Nice work. Nice work for everybody coming in there. That was hard. Yeah, you know, it was almost CSI worthy. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bring it right back down. Yeah. Yeah, dynamics. Dude, this is this is this is when you make your move on the couch. <laughs> yes. This is you know you're you got you got eleven minutes to make out a little bit. See if you get under that shirt. Yeah, exactly. Then you can put on. Then you can put on Captain It's Neil after this. <laughs> You're putting that Engelbert Humperdinck record on. Having never made a move during an album, let me let me tell you how it goes down. I this is literally what happened to me. I sat through a Goo Goo Dolls Oof. album twice. Oh man! In succession, same and, one. And same one. Oh no! And still didn't make a move in a dark room. It's hard because that's like uh, not good. Not no, Goo Goo Dolls. How are you even gonna get? How are you even gonna get a boner? Yeah, yeah you're thinking about that Johnny yeah. Resnick guy. And I saw, and this is what I kept thinking. Birth control. I saw them live in Buffalo before they got big, and and they were cool, kind of cooler then. <laughs> and uh, ruined it for me. Oof. You know that's not your, that's not your fault. <laughs> that's not on you, Chris. That's Johnny did that to you. Dude, I love that you, 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 without knowing it, you did Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. <laughs> you did it. You just, I'm going to watch that someday. I know, someday. It's pretty good. The math doesn't hold up, but it's still fun to watch. I just saw some dudes, like, last week talking about, oh, you like them apples? I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I mean, I know what that, mean, I know what that yeah, phrase yeah. means, but I, was like, I know they're talking about Goodwill Hunting, but I don't know that part. Yeah. I almost thought the song was over. The song is never over. No, we got time. We're a quarter of the way through. That's a good groove, though. It is, and fucking dent more. Yeah. Oh, that's some fuzzed Jimmy. out good shit. Yeah. Jimmy with the mini move. Sounds like Jim playing it. It does. <laughs> Sounds good. It sounds educated. Drunk with half a boner. Yeah, but hey, nothing's off. Song. Like him and Ray are duetting or something. Duetting Ray, with Ray probably told him like, Liz and Jim, put your hands right there. Yeah, yeah, do this. He hit these. He, he put nail polish. I on mean, Jim, ones. he had piano lessons when he was a kid or some shit. He feels that way, right? He could play hot cross buns. Yeah. And then you're halfway. You know, there you go. Yeah. Um, see, you're thinking some of that's Robbie, but that that's that mood. Moog or Moog? Feels like it should I be Moog, but I, but I hear people say Moog. That phonetically, that doesn't—that's not how that—that's two O's. It's just two O's, right? There's a Moog, Moog. There's no umlauts involved. You say food, <laughs> Moog, foot, foot? Moog, Moog. Yeah, it's not right. I don't know. I had made a couple phone calls. It turns out it's not. <laughs> You have to be able to pronounce it to play it, though, apparently. So that's all right. Zing. <laughs> this is, this is, he's, yeah. dude, he's taking stabs. 
<laughs> yeah, that rhymed. He's doing far side cartoons <laughs> yeah, before the real thing. I got some friends inside. Ooh. You gonna get on the blue bus? The <laughs> face in the mirror won't stop. The girl in the window won't drop. Okay, stop, drop. Beast We're gonna roll. It does kind of smack uh, now. Now, in 1967, totally clever. <laughs> now it's kind of like, eh, you know. Yeah, well. And I think that's something that, that time. Innovating. That, yeah. That's, you know, on the shoulders of giants. We, we had to listen to a lot of people poorly, do this very poorly in the wake of There the was doors. a time that for entertainment, someone could... Smack their arm at dangling and have it spin around <laughs> 360, and people were like, "God damn, that guy's got talent!" That's right up there with the swappy knees dance. The swappy mm-hmm. knees dance. This, the swappy knees dance was closer to this than Zeppelin. Like, <laughs> like it was like swappy knees, Zeppelin door. You like? Yeah. I will say. This is kind of like the end part two, but with like a little cooler instrumentation. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little improved, little new and improved. Yeah, it's it's, it's after Sergeant Pepper. I don't think he's working on any of the edible, edible, edible shit in this song. Like he likes his mom. Yeah, he wants to eat his mom. It's an edible, <laughs> edible complex. Edible, edible. Did you see that we open up for Sweaty Baby? Yeah. Edible, edible, edibles. Eat weed and go down here. Okay, listen. Stop. Listen, I can't believe you even said that. I don't know why that bass line makes me think about Edible edibles. Come today. Come today. I mean, I'm seeing branding. I think it, I think it, I think it's a THC and like gummies kind Weed's of. Weed's so good, it's, make you wanna. Put Jim Morrison's face on it. Oh my god. Mother! <laughs> yes, son. I wanna toke you! <laughs> mm-hmm. Stuck her with knives in the side of the dawn and mm, stuck with knives in the side of the dawn, dude. That's shit is rough. That's LA. Yeah. That is LA. <laughs> Getting stabbed in the dawn is stabbed, so LA. Stabbed in the dawn is LA. One hundred percent. Is dawn? I said dong. Oh, stabbed in the side of the dong? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's also LA. My bad. Feels more southern. <laughs> Influence. Standing in the dick. Eight tracks right there. Yeah. When? Yeah. Roll it. Now. Total, total freak out, man. That's a freak out. That is a classic freak out. And that he's got that yell. Ah! 
Ow! You know, where he cracks right in the beginning, then he brings does. it right into the fucking baritone? He does, you yeah. know. Fucking give the devil's due. He d- yeah, right? You got to. Stab in the side of the dog. God damn. That's harsher than I thought. <laughs> with the edible edibles that we needed. Mm. Oh, now they're doing the light my fire bit right there. Yeah, doing the you light think that's fire intentional? Are they calling back to themselves? Possibly, but I, I also think it's a, it, they're comfortable there. Yeah. Because they John hits a a bunch. They have they have certain triggers that they'll yeah. jump on. That's and true. Probably and it's like, from playing live, you got totally. the literal triggers like. Blum, oh, blum, he's doing blum, that. Blum, blum, I do blum. This. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if you you know if you miss it the first two coming in, you you, you got like six this. more to jump on, <laughs> and you know, and the the quiet to the. You know, yeah. it's a good trigger. So when the music's over, when the music's <laughs> over, Robbie Krieger sometimes just sounds like he's crawling all over the music. <laughs> yeah, he's figuring out his way. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was just thinking real quickly, um, if edible edibles could be could be like edible panties, but like like in in big size, like, like your mom's panties, <laughs> laced. <laughs> okay, mothers aside, how we not have edible underwear, but with edibles, right? Right? Yeah, that's what I'm. That's where I'm going. I, I, it's perfect. Yeah. It gives you the munchies, so you're gonna want to eat anyway. So once you eat them and, things, it's, and if they're if they're what's at, next? If they're granny panties, if they're big, <laughs> then it's gonna satisfy your munchies. Who wants that? Who wants to buy a uh, edible thong? Dude, you want a you want full front? <laughs> You'll be able to fold it over and put it on between two buns. <laughs> Make a taco out of it. Who wants to eat edible panties that you can't put between two bugs? No, who wants to eat edible panties is the other question. What are, they, what are them shits made out of? Like fruit roll-ups? What is it? It feels like fruit lo- roll-up. <laughs> feels. You, have you have you laid hands on one of these? I have seen a box. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that's a dumb on time, too. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've never tasted edible panties. I was wondering if it was somewhere between. But I think if you're hungry enough, any panties are edible. <laughs> or like the little Jap- Japanese candies that you could eat the the wrapper. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like they get on you if you start sweating too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. But when the music's over, you gotta Shit. eat them panties. <laughs> I think um, I think we had a lot of fun with this album, Jared. <laughs> I think. How do you, How do you feel about this? You know. And uh, honestly, it's it's better than I remember or give it. There's some of the deeper, lesser-known tracks were actually some of my favorites on it. So, yeah. um, you, I could make fun of Jim Morrison all day, and I did, but it doesn't make him any less enjoyable, really. <laughs> when yeah. it comes down to it, yeah, yeah, it's like shitting on uh, Disney. It doesn't matter to Disney. You still, it's like, it's an institution. 
<laughs> the doors are doors, you know, ink. Like they are an institution. Uh, yeah. Sure. And if you need to know more, you can watch this awesome documentary <laughs> that was done by I don't know if they signed off on that. Do you do you know if if, if Oliver Oh, Ray Stone definitely got did. Ray, That's how yeah. he got to be the best looking member of the band. Oh man. <laughs> right? All of a sudden like Kyle McLaughlin, like really? Okay, Ray. Okay. <laughs> I I got to say Kyle McLaughlin did a great job. Yeah, yeah. Um the uh, John Densmore, which ah, God damn, the victory, the guy Kevin Dillon. Yeah, yeah. I think he did a great job. He did. Played him real old stiff. Drama. Yeah, old drama. <laughs> Played him real stiff, but I like that. I could, I could put a Latin beat to this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, for Krieger, we got uh, one of my favorites, John Whaley. John Whaley is. Uh, I think we recognize he's, him. He's that guy. He's that, he's guy. that guy. He's like he's that, oh, guy. That, oh, that guy. Yeah, he's Brett. <laughs> Look at the big brain on Brett. That's right. Is it Brad or Brett? Uh, Brett? Uh, was that I Brett? Know. I don't know if we're going to get to it on this episode, Joe. Probably not, but I'm glad we listened to the doors on this episode. Yeah. And we've, I think we'll skip them on the next episode. Probably. That's why I skipped the outro of that outro. Do, do we end this album? <laughs> do we end this podcast now? Smoke weed every day. You're listening to the TNE Network.